All right, what is going on, everybody? America Unplugged yet again. Another week has gone by. This year is flying by. It's already April. It, it feels like uh, it was January, and we were saying Happy New Year's not too long ago, but that's not the case. When we do this show again next week, it'll be uh, November. That's the way it's going to be, because it's just flying by so quickly. Hey, we got the usual suspects here with us today. Mr. Tony Atterburn, the wisest of all the wolves. What's up, Tony? Hey, Billy. Great to be here, as always. I um, was following the news this week, as I do, and I noticed that there's a story uh, about Ghislaine Maxwell uh, showing up at a Disney event in 1985. Yes, so I was walking in my office this morning, and I remembered on my wall, I have a picture of me. This is young Tony in 1985 wow. at Disney. <laughs> and on the wall I'm posing here, it says, our greatest natural resource is the minds of our children. Mm. That's Walt Disney. <laughs> Long way from... 1985, sir. Long time ago, not too, uh, about two weeks ago or three weeks ago, I want to say there was an article about a, a child trafficking ring. About 100 or so employees of Disney were involved. <laughs> it's like, wow. You know, like the craziness continues to, to happen. Uh, the legendary Don Jeffries is joining us here today. What's up, Don? Hey, good to be here as always with you guys. Uh, have our weekly discussion of... Uh, current events and the madness of the uh, collapsing world. Uh, absolutely. It is uh, collapsing around us, as you've been saying, for quite some time. And our very special guest this week, ladies and gentlemen, the incomparable Wayne McCroy is here. And if you don't know who Wayne is, you're about to find out. What's up, Wayne? How you doing? <laughs> Thank you for joining us here on uh, America Unplugged. We appreciate you. What's up, man? Thanks for having me on, gentlemen. Always a pleasure to speak to you, Billy. And, uh, Don and uh, Tony, it's good to finally meet you guys for the first time and uh, get on here and chat uh, because it is a crazy world we're in and it's good to get everybody's different perspectives on things and get a little bit of analysis and breakdown on what is really behind the things going on because what the news media tells us uh, does not reflect the truth of the matter and I think we could all agree upon that aspect of it. So, you know, that being the case, it's always good to take a step back from these things and take a look and analyze these different situations and seeing where we came from, uh, you know, back in the 1980s, back in those days and <laughs> looking forward to today and seeing all the things that were happening then that we were unaware of at the time. And now we could look back with hindsight and, and really truly understand just how deep this corruption goes. So I'm looking forward to talking to you gentlemen about all this stuff. Well, I mean, I, I can't wait, man. Um, it's a different capacity than you normally join me on the fringe, right? Like what we're doing here, but, but I'm sure you'll be able to, uh, to weave in some of that too, because it's all connected as we all know. Okay. So uh, we're going to start off with the new Supreme court justice, ladies and gentlemen, we're starting off with that. And then, and then we'll, uh, we'll talk about, uh, Biden possibly being replaced at some point, not, not by a clone, not by a, a Biden clone, which is, you know, that that's the, that's the new sensation on the streets. That there is a Biden clone or a Biden hologram. You know, that, that's not what we're talking about. But Tony is going to get into that and clear that up for everyone. Um, but right now, let's talk about the Supreme Court justice that does not know who uh, what a, a, a woman is. Like, uh, all right. So this story is a little bit old. It's about a week old or so. But, but I'm just now coming across it. And I was like, what the hell is wrong with people? Uh, especially the, the, you know, the Supreme Court justices, they're supposed to be, I mean, at least I, I would think 
you know, the smartest of the smart to get up there and, and, and you know, they should at least be able to differentiate between men and women. And uh, apparently that's not the case anymore. And this is how, how far we've gotten, you know, in, in the degradation of, of the United States that we cannot tell. Uh, she said she wasn't a biologist, bro. She's like, I'm not a biologist. How, what, <laughs> how am I supposed to know this? You know, so I, I'm not a biologist either. So I guess I, I guess I've been totally wrong this entire time. When I say, hey, that's a guy, and hey, that's a female, what's up, Tone? What's, how am I supposed to tell right from wrong? I'm not an ethicist. No. <laughs> <laughs> how do I know what's legal? I, I'm not a lawyer. Right? You want to play the clip, Billy? Oh, yeah, go ahead, buddy. You provide a definition for the word woman. Hmm. Can I provide a definition? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. You can't? not in okay. this context so i'm you not a biologist the meaning of the word woman is so unclear and controversial that you can't give me a definition senator in my work as a judge what i do is i address disputes if there's a dispute about a definition people make arguments and i look at the right. law and i decide well, so i'm not the fact that you can't give me a straight answer about something as fundamental as what a woman is underscores the dangers of the kind of progressive education that we are hearing about. There you go, Billy. My God, my God. And this is our new Supreme Court justice, man. <laughs> this is what we need to look forward to, right? I mean, there's going to be more of people that oh. don't know what a man and a woman is. You know, I mean, it's, it's fine, right? This is normal, right? Heart attacks are normal with kids now, you know, uh, and, and this this should be normal, um, you know, that that we can't differentiate between men and women. I mean, I, I don't know. How, how do we procreate nowadays? I have no freaking idea. Tone, give me your thoughts. Well, this is um, another example of how if you consider yourself on the right in this country, you really do not have any representation if you remember uh, Kavanaugh, there was, the, I mean, the the media, the the uh, the mainstream, the the left, and and uh, the political class just went berserk, and uh, you know it, it came down to um, he likes beer, and you know <laughs> the the craziness that was that hearing, right? And and Lindsey Graham says I'm all riled up, and the, the whole thing was was bizarre. This just flew through, right? There's no resistance there. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I assume her politics are, are ultra left or whatever they are. But the mere fact that she doesn't know right, she, or she she can't say she does know, but she won't say in this political climate that is um, that should scare you because we're, you know, as we leave uh, the the former America of reason and logic and reality to replace it with this woke dystopian hellscape. I think we're going to see a lot more of the people not being able to define anything. No, I, I, I agree with you. And uh, it's, it's crazy. It's craziness. You wouldn't have seen this a few years ago. I don't think, you know, it, it, people would have laughed at something like this. Now people are applauding it, supporting it and advocating for it. What's up, Don Jeffries? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think that, uh, anybody with the way we are in the situation we're at and we've arrived at now, this incredible woke Orwellian madness, any nominee to the Supreme Court that the Biden administration or really any Democrat in power now would nominate is going to answer the way she answered. I mean, that's, that's the new party line. No, I don't know what a woman is. 
So again, I, I, I was telling you guys before the show, I, I'm not, you know, normally I, you would not, this is an unlikely person for me to defend, but uh, I think that she's, um, she's she, uh, some of the criticism of her is unfair. For instance, uh, Tucker Carlton, who I normally love, uh, he made a big deal out of wondering what some kind of test score that I've never, I guess it's like the wonder, like, you know, for, for football, but for uh, Supreme Court nominees, I, I never heard of it. But he wanted to know what her test score was, and I had never heard of that before. So I think that kind of plays into people saying, "Well, you know, are you just asking for a test score because her name is Katanji, very African name as well, too?" So I don't normally look for racism, but I think there's a little bit of it there. And of course, the other side is always because her name is Katanji and because she's black. It doesn't matter what she does, and also for the uh, some of the decisions she made, you know, as a civil libertarian. I always, you know, kind of, uh, you know, step back a little bit when these law and order types and they say, well, you know, she didn't, you know, she didn't do enough. She didn't throw enough. She didn't do the maximum sentence, whatever, because there's a lot of nuance in that. Of course, we know pedophilia is rampant. And the child sex trafficking rings are in, in the, at the top of the ladder exists, but uh, I don't think she was dealing with any of those. So. I always, as a civil libertarian, I'm concerned that, you know, uh, an 18 year old, uh, guy with a 16 year old girlfriend is being lumped in there anyway you know when, they, when you look at these uh uh lists you can get from police like you know are there any uh, uh sex predators in your neighborhood sex offenders in your neighborhood people don't realize that if you are arrested for uh urinating this tree urinating in public you're considered a sex offender mm. so we have to be careful is is did somebody just get drunk and pee outside and somebody called the cops on or did he rape a four-year-old you know, so that's that's the problem. They, they all get lumped in together. So as a civil libertarian, I always kind of err on the side of caution there. So, but of course, she's an awful nominee. You know, all, you know by and large. But again, what would you expect from this administration? So I, I'm not surprised really at it all. And I'm not surprised at her not being able to answer what a woman is because again, I think that's going to be the party line now. Is that they're you know they're telling you that we don't know what a woman is because they want to eventually outlaw the terms man woman. Right. You know, you don't know. Yeah, you know so. Oh, you broke up a little bit. I don't know if you finished that point. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I had. I, I was hearing for some reason I was hearing what I just said. But no, yeah. Right. <laughs> OK. All right, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Wayne McCroy. What is up, sir? What are your thoughts on all of this? You know, Disney did away with uh, with, uh, you know, uh, what, what is it? Uh, what is it, Tone? What did they do away with? Um, uh, uh, what is it, boys and girls? Yeah, children of all ages, men. You know, they, they, they've done away with it. Right. Uh, they, right. It. What's up, Tony? What happened? It, it was like, it was citizens. I think they've, they they replaced it with the word citizens, I believe. Or dreamers. <laughs> no, it's dreamers. Yeah. They're, they're dreamers of all ages. Like, and I thought, well, it's they're appropriating the, uh, the illegal immigrants now. <laughs> the, uh, man, Starship Troopers, <laughs> yes, it exactly. reminds me of. We're going to call it list. citizens, man. Jesus Christ. All right. Go ahead, Wayne. <laughs> Um, I think it's definitely very telling, uh, this Supreme Court nominee, uh, the different things that she stands for or uh, is very, being very ambiguous about. And this this goes uh, way beyond the whole uh, ideology of gender confusion, which right. has you know been uh, socially engineered into our society from the get go. Um, I, it goes way beyond that. And she's actually protecting uh, the legal profession in her language. You'll notice she's very careful how to answer those basic questions. What is a woman? Well, she, she can't define that because if you're thinking in terms of legal language, right, 
the terms man and woman mm -hmm. mean something totally different when you're talking in legal language. Go to Black's Law Dictionary and take a look in there and see. Uh, it's it's you know, a very concerning thing. So, I mean, there's a, a lot of nuance there as well as her just towing the, the party line and make no doubt about it. She's towing the party line uh, for these Democrats and stuff like that. Uh, the leftist ideologies that uh, are running rampant through our society right now. It's it's social engineering on a, a grand scale. And this this was an appointee that's going to help further push that social engineering along. Uh, that's the bottom line here. But she was uh, doing uh, her due diligence on two different fronts there. Not only was she towing the party line by not defining what a woman is, but she was also protecting that legal profession, right? Because they use a different kind of language uh, in court proceedings and stuff like that, that they really don't want the public to catch on to too much. And, and that's at the heart of a lot of this stuff that goes on uh, within the court system and within, uh, you know, these legal precedents that go on. So a lot of it uh, falls back on the legal language as well. So she was actually showing her hand there to the people uh, who she was trying to impress because they're the ones that want her to be ambiguous about that. That way you could flip flop however you want and make it mean whatever you want. And if you're going by the strict legal definitions of things, uh, that's that could be something totally different than uh, what we would perceive in the public with a common sense approach. Uh, common sense goes out the window with a lot of these people anymore. Uh, I think we've seen that in spades. So yeah, it's, it's all about the social engineering of the masses into these different ways of thinking. And uh, she's definitely there for that purpose. Uh, I have no doubt about that. So, you know, there, there's a reason they picked this woman. And uh, I think it's a little bit, uh, I don't know, disingenuous when they say from the get-go, when Biden came out and said, I'm going to appoint a black woman to the Supreme Court. Well, right. that you just eliminated a whole lot of super qualified candidates by saying that. Uh, that's that's kind of like affirmative action gone totally awry. And Damn. Wrong. Right, 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 right. So it, it's like <clears throat> totally disregards any other qualifications. Right. So this is a qualification that doesn't necessarily exist for that particular job, but it's a qualification he put in there because he has a personal agenda. And we see so much of this in the political realm with things. Uh, and, you know, you could understand uh, what they're trying to do here. It, it's all about. Uh, promoting like this uh, moral corruption all the more. It's about moral relativism with a lot of these people. And you put a judge like that in the Supreme Court and, you know, Lord only knows what kinds of decisions are going to get made <laughs> based upon her service there. Uh, so it's, it's you know, kind of concerning because now that brings the balance of the Supreme Court back towards a, you know, closer to a left leaning than what it was. Uh, because uh, currently I think it was uh, six in three, if I'm not mistaken, there was a little bit more conservative views on on some of the sides there. I, I haven't uh, been following the Supreme Court recently, but I know um, Judge Thomas was out ill or something like that recently. Uh, but other than that, I mean, so this, this kind of re really makes things a very close margin if you're going from conservative ideas back to more liberal type ideas. So, you know, you have to have that balance, but at the same token, uh, when it leans one direction more than another, that gets to be a problem. And some of these justices are getting much older now. And, uh, you know, depending upon who's in the seat in the presidential executive position is who's going to be nominated to these positions, because that's not something that we vote on as a citizen here or, you know, as voters, registered voters. 
we have no say in that. Uh, it's basically this is the appointee, and then uh, you know our representatives are the ones that go ahead and vote on that. And we all know they don't always represent our values or the things that we want. So yeah. you know it's it's a concerning thing when you see somebody who has the record that this woman has being put in that position. So not taking away from her, I'm sure she's you know qualified and everything, but uh, it it should be concerning that uh, it's always these left leaning kind of ideologies that uh, get propped up and you'll notice the mainstream media reaction to it. Right. Uh, whereas if it was a conservative justice or something that was nominated, we've seen the difference with Kavanaugh, right? Uh, so it, you could see the total disregard for what the, uh, the, the public or, you know, the opinion of the masses wants. Cause I, I firmly believe, and I run into people all the time. I think, uh, the vast majority of this country leans towards more conservative values, but it's the select few in these positions of power that push this whole leftist ideology all over the place. And we, we see that going on right now. Uh, and I'll step away from the mic for a while. because I'll let you guys <laughs> Thanks for your thoughts, Wayne. That was dope, man. But, the th you know, um, you would think that most of America would would know the difference between a, a, a man and a woman. And then they hear something like this and say, what the hell is going on? Right. But there is a very small very vocal uh, a minority that is is pushing this sort of thing and people in in large part uh, throughout the United States uh, don't want to, to piss anyone off they don't they don't want to uh you know uh make anybody feel ashamed of what they believe and what they so they're like yeah yeah that that makes sense let's do that you know and, and that's where we are right now in particular here in the big cities you know um that's that's the mentality but um one thing that you mentioned, you know, is like when when Biden was running for office and we know why he did this. Right. He was like, we're going to appoint an, an African-American woman to the Supreme Court. That's what we're going to do. And and he did it to get the African-American support and the Latino support behind him. That's that's exactly why he said what he said. But it shows where we are as far as race here in the United States. Right. And uh, and people even um, a lot of people that I've talked uh, about this with uh, minorities. They're all for it. They're like, this needs to happen. We need to do this. And I'm telling them, I'm like, this is just to bring you in. This isn't doing anything. And it only shows the division. That all, that's all it shows, the division here in the United States. Because um, when we get to a point where Joe Biden or anyone else, Donald Trump, The Rock, who's probably going to be the president of the United States at some point, when he comes out and he says, I'm going to appoint the best Supreme Court justice that I can possibly appoint. And no one's challenging him on what race that Supreme Court justice is going to be. That's when, when we get to a point where we've, uh, we've, uh, ro we rose above the, the discrimination and the racism and whatever we have in our heads, these preconceived notions of what people are just based on what they look like. That's what we should strive to achieve. We should say, hey, you know, I want the best. I don't care if it's a woman. I don't care if it's a man. I don't care if they're black, white, Chinese. It, it doesn't freaking matter to me. Space alien. I want the best. Who's going to solve this issue? Who is going to lead us in the right way? And that's not what we're doing. And it's playing to the division. Tone, I saw you nodding your head to a lot of what Wayne said. I want you to react to it. What's up? Well, there's certainly a, a war on language. Uh, there's a war on definitions. You know, when she can't define what a woman is, that's on purpose. And that's coming from very special interest groups, as you alluded to. 
And I think the, the ultimate goal there is to not be able to define what a child is. As I opened up the show wow. talking about that quote from Disney, that is a, you know, you also sent me an article we'll talk about later about the mask and masking children, the damage that it's done. That's a resource for the ruling elite, our children, um, what they believe, uh, who controls them. And that's a big part of this. And that's, it's a big part of this movement. And, you know, looking at, uh, you're so right, Billy, when we can move past all of this nonsense and these, uh, critical race theory and, and cultural Marxism, uh, that's the only way we're going to move forward in this country. And I, I think about Joe Biden, um, picking, um, the first instead of picking the best, right? You're talking about the rock picking the best whenever the rock becomes president, <laughs> but, but, you know, Joe Biden, it was ironically, it was Joe Biden 17 years ago who stopped the nomination of what could have been the first black woman to the Supreme Court of the United States. It was mm. Senator Joe Biden. Uh, there was a, you know, I, I forget offhand, live on air, I forget her, her name, but it was 17 years ago when she was nominated and, and he blocked that um, in, in the Senate. So they're not about, they're, they're about ideology. And uh, yeah, it's, it's always a, you know, it's a bonus for them to, to put a label on something for, for points with the public who's not paying attention. But the ultimate goal there is about power. It's about destroying the truth. It's about destroying uh, language and controlling that narrative. The left is very good at that. Propagandists are, are the best at that. And so I think we'll, we'll continue to see uh, this is part of that, you know, the, the, the culture wars. And uh, we're going to continue to see that as, as, uh, as they draw closer to their new world order. Wow. All right. We're going to go to you, Dunn, and then we're closing out on the, to on the topic. What's up, buddy? Yeah, no, I certainly I agree with uh, much of what Tony said. But I, I think that uh, the Supreme Court has been it's an awful institution for a long time. <laughs> Ever since, uh, you know, John Marshall usurped the uh, the uh, the uh, checks and balances and, you know, Thomas Jefferson, I'm writing Hidden History 3 now, about the whole concept of judicial review was not in the Constitution. It upsets the separation of powers. Uh, Jefferson was very upset about it. I think he was pretty much the last person to be upset about it, uh, except for somebody like me talking about it now. So the Supreme Court has way too much power. Uh, the last Supreme Court justice I really liked was William O. Douglas, the last civil libertarian on the Supreme Court. It was an FDR appointee somehow. And uh, so I, I don't think any of these guys are any good. And, you know, we're talking about she's going to be too liberal or whatever. She replaced another liberal. She's going to do what they all do. They're typically going to go against individual rights. They're going to they're going to be for statism. Uh, you're going to see more wokeism there, maybe because of that. But you know, this is why Trump was so disappointing. He had three. It's very rare for a president in one term to have three Supreme Court nominees, and out of those three, Kavanaugh, despite all the controversy, is an awful choice, and he's voted with the left on most of this. He led the Vince Foster cover-up for Kenneth Starr. This guy's a horrible person. He didn't rape the woman years ago, but that was all nonsense. But he's a horrible choice. He was not a good choice. Uh, and Amy Coney Barrett, is, is all you have to know about her is how bad she was, is that uh, when Pennsylvania, when the Pennsylvania governor uh, illegally just declared that, uh, you know what, we're going to these mail-in ballots that are coming in before the election, uh, they don't, if they don't have a, a date on them, we're just going to sue they were dated before the election. You obviously opening the way to massive fraud. She recused herself. The Trump administration actually did something and took it to the Supreme Court. She recused herself from the vote. 
she has voted against what you would say Trump's interest every single time. The only one of his three picks is looked pretty decent as Gorsuch. She's done pretty well, but oh, there's you know there's nothing there already. So to, to, to depend on the Supreme Court for anything at this point, I don't even know when the last good choice the Supreme Court uh, you know, was involved in. I mean, you're talking about they they constantly defend asset forfeiture. They're against civil libertarians, uh, you know, and, and so as a civil libertarian, I don't like any of them. You know, Clarence Thomas and Alito are good most of the time, but they also, there was a case involving individual rights recently where uh, Sotomayor, who normally I would hate everything she says, but she actually voted on the side of, uh, you know, with, I would say individual rights. So I don't get too upset about it. I just assume that, they're, you know, that they're going to make the wrong decision pretty much uh, something goes before them. Right. 100, 100. I was on my phone for a second there. I had to take a phone call, but I get it. I get what's going on. All right, Tone, we're going to move on. Let's talk about this uh, uh, Joe Biden uh, getting removed from office at some point before the end of his four-year term, which is what I think you are you are talking about. Um, yeah, I'm seeing let's see the, what uh... develops. What's up, man? I'm seeing those developments, and I just I want to point that out to our audience. There's several stories out in the last week, and it seems to be accelerating. And uh, I want to bring up this is off summit.news. I'll pull this article up. Uh, if anybody was paying attention, um, I, I, I can't play the, the clip because it's like 10 minutes of Tucker Carlson, but I think people will know what I'm talking about. Uh, Tucker Carlson says, like a pack of wild dogs, Democrats have decided to kill off weak Biden. And if you notice, there's this... Um, you know, the ceremony they had uh, there at the White House earlier in the week. And Joe Biden is just pathetically walking yeah. around. Uh, did you guys see this video? Yes. Pathetically yes. Walking around uh, and trying to get people to pay attention to him. And it's it's not just like in, with with Obama. Around. He's, it's anyone. Everyone's avoiding Joe Biden. He's actually puts his hand on on uh, Barack Obama's shoulder and says and like it says Barack and, and Barack does not turn around. And I, it's it's just devastating, <laughs> you know, it's just devastating. So this is and again, this is something I was pointing out. And and uh, one of the the key f um, elements here, and one of the things to to watch for is the is the laptop. It's something I've been talking about for a while. You know, they the Republicans were never able to use the laptop. I mean, it was it was dropped in 2020. It was it was never used. And the mainstream media says it was uh, Russian disinformation and all that. I said in, in, in the mainstream or the alternative uh, media looked at it and said, well, look at all these images of, uh, of the sex that Joe, that uh, Hunter Biden's having. And there's could be right. kids on there, all this stuff. And they paid attention to that. But really, the the damning stuff is the financial. Right. It's the, it's Deals that he was working, Hunter Biden and, and you know, 10% to the big guy and all that. So they buried it. And I said, well, they're going to bring it back when it's time to cull off Joe Biden, because I, I would assume they wouldn't keep him for a full um, four years. Well, I'm, I'm <laughs> I predicted correctly, I think, because you're seeing uh, tons of stories come out. Natural News put out a story about uh, uh, Hunter Biden's controversial laptop content will soon be made public. Now, this is like a, 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 a giant data dump that we haven't seen yet. And it has to do with um, uh, Jack Maxey. He's the former co-host, I know, yes. <laughs> of Steve Bannon's War Room. I know, oh, I know, I know Billy. But he's not, he's, <laughs> look, look, he's not, he's not, I'm not, I'm not a fan, but he's gonna, right. he's gone over to Switzerland in a neutral country to uh, go through this data. 
He says, I came here so we could do a forensic examination of Hunter's laptop safely in a country that still respects human li liberty. And uh, there were Defense Department encryption keys on the laptop. Right. On Hunter Biden's laptop. Why does he have Defense Department encryption keys? Right. So there's, again, there's a, a like 120,000 archived emails that we haven't seen, 450 gigabytes worth of deleted files that will be put online. This is coming. This is a data dump. That, and you know this has to be somewhat sponsored by the state. Of course. If, they would, if this was a, a true move against the power structure, they would squash it. So this is sponsored. Why I bring it up. You want to talk about Bannon, right? You want to talk about, want to talk about that uh, fake left-right paradigm, Billy. So this is it. And this is coming. So I'm just telling our audience that they're getting ready to do a regime change. And I was talking uh, with Don yesterday, and, and we were talking about Watergate. And I say, hey, Don, you know this better than anybody. Who was the first casualty of, of Nixon's Watergate? It was his vice president. It was Spiro Agnew, right? And so look, look to this, folks. Uh, there is going to be very soon, with, I, I assume within you know, this year, there has to be some kind of shakeout uh, going, in, going into the midterms. Um, there's going to be some kind of regime shakeup. This is because all signs are pointing that way. So just what I wanted to bring up, Billy. Damn. Well, I'm, I'm not doubting you. Last time you last time I doubted you, I looked like a fool. So I'm not doing that again. Um, <laughs> no, it, it, it's very possible. Right. And, but but the, the thing I want everybody to take and then I'm going to throw it to Don and then I'm going away. The, the, the thing that I want everybody to take from this is that um, let's 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 not let let's not get carried away here with this shit. Right. Let's not. Wow, we got the laptop. We're gonna bring these people down. This is incredible, you know. Biden and all, come on, come on, stop the nonsense. This laptop somehow got dropped into the lap of Rudolph Giuliani. Okay, we're conspiracy theorists here. Let's not forget that. Okay, like how does this happen out of the freaking blue, right? And so, so like Tone said, I think this is sponsored by the state. This is, uh, let, let's not forget CIA, what is it, a, a, a Vault 7. Let's not forget that. They can do whatever the hell they want and blame it on whomever the hell they want. This is not uh, uh, Billy Ray talking or anybody else. This is straight from them telling you. But they can blame it on the Russians if they want. They can blame it on Joe Biden or Donald Trump, whomever they feel. So who knows what they've done here in order to manipulate the public? Right. Uh, so so let's be very mindful of all of this as we see this unfold, as we see uh, uh, the, the laptop being thrown into the mainstream. OK, and uh, let's see if, if they get rid of, of Joe Biden. I don't know. I'm not there yet. Here I go doubting tone next week. Joe Biden is. Coming. <laughs> you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not I'm not sure as far as the timeline. Like, will they, could they get rid of him? Absolutely. You know, but um, they they are also there also has been a lot of drumming towards uh, uh Kamala Harris and getting rid of getting rid of her or her leaving in some way shape or form too, so it's all it's all things we need to look at. Go ahead, Don Jeffries. What's up? Yeah, I certainly uh, don't doubt the great Tony Ardenberg either. So uh, you know he can easily right. be right. I know I know a lot of people are saying it, and uh, but you know I I I said many times I don't predict things. I because I usually. Predictions, especially in our world, the conspiracy people, this will get Alex Jones. I mean, predictions that people make, 99% of them don't come true because we're looking at things and we're trying to, you know, we're not in the club. 
You have to remember when people ask me, they say, I don't know. I'm not at their meetings, man. I don't, I don't know what they're planning. I'm not I, a I biologist. No, yeah, exactly. I'm not a biologist. <laughs> so, I mean, I didn't see Trump being elected in 2016. That, that, after that happened, I said, I'm never making another prediction. You had the, the queen of the deep state running against him. I mean, it was just, you know, just a, a formality that she was going to be crowned, which she'd always wanted. And for him, I, you know, that still shocked me. His entire presidency was a shock, really. But so after that, I have no idea what they're planning to do, why they would, why they nominated Biden. I don't know. At the time, I said, I don't get this. I mean, this guy is, uh, he was dead in the water. Uh, they could have, this guy Buttigieg is, is, you know, he fits all their bills. He's gay, married, you know, he's a totally incompetent mayor, but he sounds very articulate. He's very, you know, he, he, he can, you know, sound like a good candidate. Why wouldn't you use somebody like that? I don't know. Kamala Harris? I mean, certainly they can get a lot better women than her. She's just cackling and an embarrassment. So if they do replace Biden, the idea is they're replacing him because he's an embarrassment. I don't think Kamala Harris is going to be much less of an embarrassment. She doesn't have dementia, but I think, you know, the giggling and the, and the fact she, she's like, like basically like a teenager on TikTok most of the time analyzing these things. I don't think if the Democrats are going that they want more respect, they want somebody like that. So who knows? But it, it, of course, it would, like you said, they could also replace Biden next week, too. You know, maybe they replace Biden and Kamala Harris both. And God knows who they would pit him. That's why I don't make predictions, because I, I didn't see any of that coming. And uh, I don't know. All I know, the only prediction I make over and over again is that whatever they do, it will not benefit the great masses. Right. 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 I no, I mean, I, I understand all that, man. It, it it feels that way, you know, and I'm just not um, I, I'm, I'm going to be like like Don, man. I'm, I'm not trying to make any predictions right now on, on anything, uh, because when I make them, I'm either wrong or people hate me for making them. So I'm just going to step away from all of that. What's up, Wayne? What's going on? What are you thinking? Uh, well, the one prediction I'll make is whatever they do, I agree with Don. It's not going to benefit us. So that's the one prediction you can always make. <laughs> Yes. Uh, what I think about all this is I think Tony's spot on. Uh, they've been kind of uh, queuing this up for a while now. Uh, just look at Joe Biden. I mean, he he's a, a doddering fool out there. Uh, he can't even put together an intelligent sentence right. without help from a teleprompter or something like that at this point. And sometimes uh, that doesn't even help Wayne. Right. You know? And Harris is no better at all. I mean, she's out there explaining to people that Ukraine's a country. <laughs> <laughs> and <it's> Russia and <laughs> Russia was bigger, so it was bad of them to do that. Thank, thank you for your political analysis there. Dan. That was dope, right? Thank you. Brilliant. Uh, but uh, I, they put these people in positions of power on purpose. We we were handed these people on purpose. Okay, so they were meant to cause a certain amount of destruction to our um, to our representative uh, uh, republic here. And uh, I think they're doing their job, but uh, there's coming a point where public perception is the real thing that they need to manage. So in order to manage that, at some point, they have to get this crew out of there. And they're not going to make it the full term of the presidency, I don't think. There's no way. Look at all the destruction that's been done just this one year in. Uh, so, you know, that being the case, the, the people, uh, by and large, don't like some of the things that are happening. So they're going to go ahead and, and stage something or another uh, for regime change at some point here. And I, I really don't know what the step is, uh, what their next step is with this. But uh, 
you could certainly see the writing on the wall. Biden's got to go. And the Democrats are uh, kind of orchestrating that at this point. Uh, so I'm not sure what exactly the plan is. But I do see, uh, as Tony pointed out, they've been queuing this up for a while because, first of all, they they let uh, Joe go out there and, and make a fool of himself all over the place. And, uh, you know, then they brought up this whole laptop thing again, this Hunter Biden laptop, which they tried to vary at first during the election cycle and everything. And now all of a sudden it's relevant. So that being the case, when things like this are relevant, uh, what people need to understand it's all political theater. There's a reason it's called theater, right? Uh, so you don't get into an office like the presidency of the United States without, first of all, being blackmailable. Okay. Right. And uh, that's, that's part of the reason why this whole laptop thing has come up again, because, well, they're, they're showing Joe Biden that this is the writing on the wall and you better stay in lockstep with what we're doing, and I use the term lockstep because I think people will pick up on that, pun absolutely intended. Uh, it's a Rockefeller plan lockstep that's been going on. Uh, so anyway, uh, the point here being is that they're letting him know in no uncertain terms, your usefulness to us is almost up. And I would predict it. I don't think like he's going to get into any kind of deep legal trouble with anything like that. I think he'll either eventually resign or, you know, something he'll, He'll become ill or something like that and, you know, be forced out of office that way. I don't think it would come to like an actual impeachment or anything right. like that. Uh, so, you know, it's I think he's on board with the plan with all of them and he's just serving his purpose. And they put a, a figurehead up there like that uh, because this is your scapegoat. Right. This is the scapegoat figure. This is the one that's to take all the brunt of the hate of the people. Uh, this is your uh, Emmanuel Goldstein. Right. From 1984. That's what this is. They, they don't like this guy. Uh, so, you know, this is the, the brunt of their hate. And this is who they they cast their aspersions on and blame for everything. When in reality, he's just a puppet. He's just up there doing what he's told. And, you know, he, he has very little control of things at, at all. But he's the one that will take the blame for everything. Right. So that's an important uh, facet of this whole thing. And and these people in the, the deep state uh, take advantage of this fully all the time with whoever the figurehead is. They always put up the, this president up there. It was the same thing with Trump. Uh, Trump didn't do anything spectacular on his own, right? He was just following his orders too. And it, it, it's, it's theater. And it's, a, you know, the whole left-right paradigm, it's an illusion. It's an illusion. And both sides work for the same team. And it's not team us, okay? It's team them. It's these elitists that control things. Uh, that are, are pushing their own agendas up there. And I, I still see this whole political divide in this country. And there's a lot of people out there that still think that Trump's going to step back in and become president again and fix everything. Sorry, guys, that illusion should be shattered by now. I mean, look what he did. He's the guy that rolled out the whole vaccine thing uh, in the phases. So understand, he was he was doing his job too. But he was just so, I don't know, charismatic in the way he spoke. And he actually got a lot of uh, people in like the, the truth movement, truth community type people on board, too. Like they were buying into it wholeheartedly. I'm guilty. At first, I, I was really thinking when I saw him win the 2016 election, I thought, wow, it, it, could this be real? Is there really is he really shaking up this? Because everybody, everybody expected Hillary to win. Like right. nobody thought for a second that Trump had a chance. 
And then all of a sudden they, you know, he's, he's in there and he's doing all this stuff. And, you know, he got a lot of people on board with that. But, uh, I began to see through the illusion quite quickly after he got in office with some of the things he started to do and the way he played the game. And that's all it is. It's a game to these people. And they know, they know human psychology very well and they know how to play it. And they know they have their, their finger on the pulse of what's going on in society. And uh, they, they use complex computer algorithms to actually uh, race ahead of society and figure out what their best strategies are moving forward. That's why it's, it's probable that guys like us, we can't really make predictions anymore based on this stuff because that's what they're using. They're using tools that are above our pay grade. Like, Agreed so we, 100, man. Yeah. We could know what in the world kind of outcomes they're looking for. And these people may not understand fully either, but if they follow the playbook, that they're given, then they will get the outcomes they're looking for. And I think Trump is uh, an example of that. Uh, and now Biden, the things going on with Biden, I don't know what the next play is, but uh, apparently they felt it was necessary to put this regime up there, this, this Biden administration up there to make total fools out of the American people and cause as much havoc as they can within a short time period and then replace it with something else, something more aligned with World Economic Forum interests, I would think. And that's my take on it all. Yeah, I agree with so much of that, man. You know, and, and I think uh, if they're going to replace Biden, which is very probable, um, I think it will be through uh, a disease or, or, you know, some type of sickness that the guy gets because it's already evident, right? You see the cognitive uh, decline. You see that something is certainly up with him. He's not 100. So people will believe it. You know, I mean, and who knows, it'll it may actually just be the truth. Right. He's, he's just going and they're going to replace him in that manner. Also, uh, very uh, important to note that um, uh, the, the battle that's taking place, all of this is being taken. It's 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 in your mind. Right. And uh, these people know that. And that's what Wayne just pointed out. Uh, complex algorithms or whatever they're using. They're manipulating us in every way, shape, and form. Uh, are your thoughts your own? We've done over this many times, you know. Um, but uh, I, I agree with that. It, it resonates with me. Uh, you can go look for voter fraud in machines all you want. Argue that all day long. That's what they want you to do. That's what they want you to do, you know. And um, the, the real rigging has taken place in your mind. The human body is hackable. Right. This is uh, this is now mainstream that they can do this. I mean, we've known this for quite a long time, but yeah, they can do it, especially if we allow them to do it. If we if we if we let them come in and do it and, you know, we have to put up a block. I believe we have that also. Anyhow. All right. We had so many stories to touch on, but but we're, as usual, we're not going to get to them. Maybe we'll get to them next week. I do want to talk about uh, the mask and what damage that that's done to kids. At this point, because it's, it's being talked about in mainstream circles, uh, in uh, in speech pathology circles, which is what what I am am studying. And 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 uh, there's something to it. There's something to a, a speech uh, language or, or, or you know, um, being affected. Uh, this is something I mean, there's no definite studies. There's nothing like that. But uh, there is some circumstantial evidence pointing in the direction. So we should talk about that at some point. But what I want to do now before we get up out of here is uh, talk about your new book, Wayne. I, I want to get this in here. Uh, the Demic of Pan, Breaking the Natural Order. Tell us something about this, man. What's up? What are you doing here? 
Well, basically, if you look at the events of the past two years, uh, you could tell many things have been orchestrated and engineered and crafted carefully in order to change uh, the way the public behaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is social engineering on a massive scale. They've done more social engineering in the past two years than they've done in the previous two decades. Uh, so that being the case, they've, they've really rolled this out in a major <clears throat> way. And um, what they've done actually is they've leveraged various archetypes against the masses. Uh, because for people who don't know me or, or what it is I do, who I am, uh, I like to tell people I accidentally became an expert in occult philosophy. So uh, that this is, in fact, what's been going on here. Uh, they've leveraged different ar- archetypal ideas and energies against the masses in order to create a new paradigm, uh, a new mythology, so to say. And that's what the book talks primarily about. It talks about the archetypes that have been leveraged in this whole situation. The archetype of Pan, uh, Pan being the god of nature back from the ancient Greek. Uh, and they've they've leveraged this archetype in in many different ways. That's why they named it a pandemic. And if you'll remember back, they had to change the definition of what qualified as a pandemic just prior to this thing rolling out. Uh, and there's a reason for that because they they want to leverage these occult archetypes against the people. And I, I always tell people, regardless of what avenue of research you go down in this conspiracy community or conspiracy culture, whatever you want to call it. All of these different rabbit trails you go down always invariably end in two different places. As far back as you could go in history, you'll find they always end with the ancient mystery schools of antiquity and uh, the secret society groups that have been brought forward into today with them and the occult teachings thereof. Uh, And these are are some of the, the roots and sources of the ideologies that are put forward. And if you follow uh, the other trail, the other end towards the future, to its invariable end, you will always find transhumanism. Always. And this is every line of research I've ever gone down. And I started out actually looking at the the UFO field primarily. Uh, That's where I began my research. And then I went into biomedical things and all different uh, facets of, of research here. And that's how I, I, I like to tell people I accidentally became an expert in occult philosophy because this stuff leads you down trails you never thought you'd end up going down. Uh, so that being the case, I discovered all these links going back as far in history as we could look. And um, the ideas they're bringing forward are all about the cultivation of this transhumanist philosophy, this transhumanist ideology. It's all about uh, becoming human 2.0, as they like to call it. Mm-hmm. or uh, post-humanism. And right. this is where all these things lead. So this this whole situation that's gone on the past two years is beginning to set up the infrastructure for this, because you're talking about the Internet of Things, the Internet of Bodies, <laughs> which is a real thing that uh, we've actually covered on some live streams and stuff before in different shows, the Internet of Thoughts. And that's a subsystem of the Internet of Things that's coming if it's if it's not already here. And I have reason to suspect it may partially be here already. But uh, these are real things that they've been talking about in their their uh, white papers and stuff like that. So all these philosophies that tie into the transhumanist endgame of it all, that's what they've been setting up these past two years, the infrastructure for that. That's why it's all based upon, first of all, medical uh, types of ideologies here, the whole medical system. They want to rephase the medical system into a type of uh, biometric identification system wherein all of your records and everything could be tied to this biometric database. Uh, so that's largely what it's about. And, you know, introduce things like 
vaccines and vaccine passports and, uh, you know, roll out these different ideas all over the place and make them the solution to the problem that they introduced. And there you go. And this all leads towards this digital panopticon control grid that they've been trying to set in place here. Yeah. Uh, it all ties with the, the transhumanist notion. So with that being the case, that's, that's kind of what this is about. It's about forcing people into this digital system. Uh, that's exactly what they're looking for. And, you know, they would call it the new world order. They call it uh, many different things. Uh, the occultists call it the great work um, or, you know, the fulfillment of the philosopher's stone. All these mm -hmm. ideas have been taken and twisted and perverted into something that benefits a select few at the top of the power structure, but not humanity at large. And they try to uh, push it into the framework of being the uh, the next phase in human evolution, right? Uh, that's what they're talking about. They say it's, it's you know, due to our science, uh, which is the new mythology, folks, science. Uh, and they, they steer us in that direction. And it's all based upon eugenics ideas. And when you go back to the core of a lot of the, these things going on in the world today, it's all based around eugenics and Darwinian evolution, which was birthed from eugenics. Uh, and many people are unaware of that. So uh, that, that's why we still have these racial issues and this racial divide going on today. It's all engineered into society. It's contrived. Uh, th that's a lot of the problem. They always bring it up when they need to make these uh, divisions on these lines. And there, there are occult ideas that underlie a lot of that as well. It's a very deep subject and it's something that's, that's hard to really uh, try to encapsulate in like a 20 minute time frame here. So it's, you know, it, it's a little bit convoluted the way they've done things. But by and large, what's happened is these past two years, They've been laying down the infrastructure for this new panopticon control grid that they want to put in place that leads invariably into the transhumanist future. Uh, so that's the bottom line. And that's uh, what I look at in the new book is uh, the occult aspects of this. And I actually document how this thing has been uh, rolled out, how it's been pre-planned for a long time and the various ways that they've rolled it out on society and the harm that it's going to do to people. Uh, so that's essentially what the new book is about. Not to try and take up too much time here, because I know. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, um, thank you for for laying that out. And we're going to have you on the fringe. We discussed it to, to do a, a whole episode on the book. And I'm sure uh, Tone is going to snatch you up, too, at some point. <laughs> absolutely. So give me your thoughts. Yeah. What's up? I, Wayne's absolutely right. I mean, I agree, man. Yeah. If, you, if you look at uh, history, the fingerprints of the occult are just, they, they're all over it. I mean, you just, you just have to dig a little deeper and you know, it's funny. I say funny, it's tragic. I mean, the goals are still the same of the occult. You know, basically I was thinking about the Phoenicians, the Babylonians today, uh, before we even started the show, uh, thinking about child sacrifice and uh, the ritual of taking children, you know, from the families and, and giving them to the state or to Moloch. And because you you'd sent me the um, the story on masking children, which has always bothered me more than any part of this scamdemic. And that's, you know, it's funny you mentioned Pan I'm talking about Peter Pan, you know, and he has to stay a child, you know, and you have to clap to so so Tinkerbell will stay alive. You know, if you don't clap, uh, then she'll die. And that's that kind of what we do to hold up these falsehoods like the fairy will die. The 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 myth will die if you don't clap, if you don't believe you got to believe. Right. And so Disney's a big part of that. You know, the, when you wish upon a star, what's the star? The morning star? Lucifer? You wish upon that star? 
that 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 is the that's the issue that we're the occult is everywhere symbolism right. is in all things you know it's pythagoras that said that numbers were everywhere and everything well he's basically right oh, it's the 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 numerology and the occult are inside all of our reality we just have to look to see them and i I'm, i really look forward to uh to reading wayne's book yeah, fantastic. I'm looking forward to it, too. Lucifer, son of the morning, I'm going to chase you out of Earth. Sir, Don Jeffries, what's going on? Well, certainly uh, what, what Wayne was saying was very interesting. And certainly, uh, it, it, uh, you know, it's the same theme I've pressed for a long time as far as eugenicist and uh, evolution. You know, most people don't realize exactly, you know, how, how evolution really spurred the eugenicist movement and the whole, the whole concept of survival of the fittest. You know, what does that say? Because right. who's, who's going to determine who's the fittest? And that's why, you know, I'm, again, I'm writing History 3. I'm, I'm going back to uh, Woodrow Wilson, who was the first public official uh, as governor of New Jersey to sign a sterilization law. And just just for the, you know, to, to send you down the rabbit hole even further, thanks to my friend Peter Tsikosh, who sent this to me. The guy in charge, I forget his name, is he, he was a, a Polish Jew that was in charge of the sterilization program in New Jersey. He winds up decades later, a Polish Jew, mind you, as the uh, camp physician at Buchenwald for the Nazis. You know, these, these people are everywhere. The connections are everywhere. And they, you know, a lot of times they don't make sense, but it's, it's the same. It's part of our pro-death culture, and it's kind of reaching a crescendo now where, you know, there's a, a California, well, I don't want to go into this too much, but there's a California piece of legislation. It's unclear if it's passed or not, but apparently it will give a mother the right to kill a baby a baby up to 30 days after birth. And this is supposedly it's either been it's either been approved or it's going to be approved. And so we've reached the point now. So you don't have to have the abortion debate anymore because uh, it's no longer part of the woman's body. So my body, that's irrelevant because it's not in your body anymore. But this is where we're headed. And it's a culmination, isn't it? Of all, it's a, a culmination of that pro-death culture that, uh, you know, is it, everything is death is good because that's what you see. You know, Bill Maher gave the game away a while a few years ago where he was joking about I'm for death anywhere. I don't care what it is, I'm for it. I'm pro-death. And he was just he was just showing what that's what they believe they are right. that way. And this is why they cringe, why they why they like euthanasia, why you have Dr. Jack Kevorkian that was a folk hero, a serial killer. People like that. Uh, they this is our culture. There's no respect for life. That's why it's laughable. Black Lives Matter is why they cringe. It's not a racial thing when you say all lives matter because all lives don't matter to them at all. Life is not sacred to them. But I got off the point, but certainly I agree with Wayne. And I'd love to read his book as well. Fantastic. And everybody else watching, go out and get Wayne's book. We're going to do uh, interviews with him uh, on the fringe. So go check the fringe. And then I'll probably take the video and put it up here on America Unplugged. And I know Tone is going to snatch you up too. I, I see it in his eyes already. I know, I know Tone fairly well at this point. Tony Arterburn, ladies and gentlemen, articulating it properly. What's going on, buddy? Tell the people where they can find you. You could find me at arterburn.news or wisewolf.gold. And I will say I, I don't make predictions. Okay. I, I on the record, I'm only forecasting trends like mm. a weatherman. Okay. I don't <laughs> I don't want to get, you know, it's uh, Don's absolutely right. You get in that business, it's a bad. And I don't want to do that because I just for our listeners, because if you tune into America Unplugged, you you want to get a sense of maybe what's coming, right? We we analyze what's here. And we want to talk. And I don't know what's the steps after Biden, but I definitely, I think everybody on the panel agrees there's something afoot 
Yeah. And we're going to see change soon. So uh, yeah. stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. The, the tone doesn't make predictions, but nine times out of ten, just listen. Okay, pay attention <laughs> and 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 act accordingly, because uh, it happens after a while. It just it just happens. He like says it crazy, happens. The crazy guy at the supermarket with the sign that says "Leave <laughs> me here." It's the end of the world. <laughs> One of these days, it'll be right. You know. <laughs> Don Jeffries, tell the people where they can find you. Uh, well, you can find me at, uh, at Substack, uh, donaldjeffries.media. My blog is donaldjeffries.news. My latest book on borrowed fame about the entertainment world is still out there. And I want to shout out to uh, Chris Graves and Alan Holman, two familiar names to me, and Dan Plemick. Thanks for all your comments over here that I can see. And uh, people can just search for me. and they'll I always say they'll find out probably more than they want if they do that. And of course, the incomparable Wayne McCroy, who joined us today, dropping knowledge, doing his thing, killing it as usual. He's here on Rockfin, but I'll let you explain where the people can find you, where they can buy your buy your book and the whole deal. Wayne, thank you, man. It was a blast. Go ahead, Brian. Thanks, guys, for having me on. It has. It's been great. Uh, I like picking your brain on things or listening to your opinion on these different things going on in our crazy world. But uh, people could find me. Uh, I have a new podcast that I just launched, Alchemical Tech Revolution, is out there currently on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I'll have a new episode going up this weekend, uh, so people could check that out. I'm right over here on Rockfin, uh, rockfin.com backslash Wayne McRoy. You'll find the Alchemical Tech Revolution over there, too. Uh, so those are the, the primary places you could find me. Uh, my books are available on Amazon or at just about any other place that you could buy books now. So uh, all you got to do is look for my name in the browser and I'm sure they'll pop right up. Uh, so those are the places people could find me. And also every Wednesday night, well, almost every Wednesday night at 930 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, my good friend Jason Lingren and myself do a live stream on his channel over here on Rockfin called Secrets of Sta Saturn. And we usually take apart different government documents and uh, white papers and things like that and lay the groundwork out for people so they could see what is going to be coming in the near future. Uh, like, for instance, this past week, we looked at a uh, new report that just came out in January from the World Economic Forum talking about challenges that they're going to have in the year 2022 and, you know, laying down some different ideas here about how to respond to different scenarios coming uh, in the very near future here. So that's kind of what we do. And uh, thanks, everybody, for once again for having me on. No, man, thank you for coming on. Say what's up to Jay for me. I haven't spoken to him in quite some time. I want to say what's up to Tom Cooper, who wants to thank you, Wayne, for posting Wayne Cooper, um, Wayne Cooper, <laughs> Bill Cooper stuff on your channel. Uh, so uh, that's dope. I used to do that. I got to I got to get back to doing that. Uh, Daryl Cantor is here. What's up, Daryl? How you doing? Joel Smith. What's going on? We in deep is here. Also, what is going on? Shouts to Gammy. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Uh, Alan Holman is here. Chris Graves. Chris, what's up, man? You got to hit me up next week. Let's do it. Let's do the let's do the um the Kurt Cobain thing, man. I'm dying to hear it. So we'll do it here on America Unplugged. Uh, Sean Mahoney is here. What's up, Sean? How you doing? And everybody else uh, that joined us. Thank you. Thank you very much. We will see you guys next week. Lord willing, please don't burn this place down while we are gone. Ladies and gents, have an excellent weekend. Bye-bye.